Hello, everyone, and welcome to the United Way of Greater Waterbury's podcast, The Way Forward. Our podcast looks to introduce you to the people behind the scenes, creating the impact in our community, as well as the people's lives that have been changed. Each program, we will have a specific focus on one of the many aspects of United Way's work in the community to pull back the curtain on how your dollars and volunteerism is creating the change in the community we all want to see. This episode is brought to you by Largate Travel with a message to keep dreaming with their new Travel Dreaming series. Learn more at LargateTravel.com. And WATR 1320 AM, 86 years of Greater Waterbury's favorite broadcast choice for news, talk, sports, and music. Learn more at WATR.com. In this episode, we're going to share an insightful conversation Tom Shute of WATR had with Kristen Jacoby, the president and CPO of United Way of Greater Waterbury, and Julie Lochran, President and CEO of Connecticut Community Foundation, on how they've joined forces to respond to the COVID-19 crisis with a new fund to rapidly deploy resources to community-based organizations at the front lines of the coronavirus outbreak. The fund is designed to be flexible and nimble in action to support trusted, frontline community organizations that meet the basic needs of local residents in Greater Waterbury and the Litchfield Hills. The fund's purpose is to complement the work of local officials and expand capacity to address all aspects of the outbreak as efficiently as possible through the nonprofit sector. Several grants have already been administered and are at work in our community right now. Here's Tom Shute, Kristen Jacoby, and Julie Lochran to tell us more. Our friends from Connecticut Community Foundation and United Way of Greater Waterbury are with us here today at WATR. Uh, that would be Kristen Jacoby and Julia Lochran. Uh, thank you both for being with us. What you're doing here is trying to join together or have joined together to create a COVID-19 response fund, which is very important and a very good idea. So yeah. how, how did this come to be? Both the health crisis and the shutdowns have created uh, a huge um, a huge need for some basic human needs in the community. And we realize that both of our organizations, um, which when we've come together before in mm-hmm. similar types of crises, both organizations really spend the bulk of the year working with the kinds of frontline organizations and nonprofit organizations that really have had to take it upon themselves to try to meet these needs as they've been coming along. And we realized that we would be stronger working together both to raise funds and also to communicate regularly and try to assess what's going on on the ground to get some resources out to those nonprofit organizations, those frontline groups that are really meeting the basic needs for food and shelter uh, and other needs that are arising. This is an unprecedented time and certainly a very wonderful idea to get together and try to do this. Now, you're already, uh, I think you're already up uh, and operating, right, Kristen? Yes, we are. We actually have uh, made 14 grants to date, um, and we're continuing to work on that. And what's so important, um, and give so much credit to the Connecticut Community Foundation United Way team, is that it's on a rolling basis. So we are moving very swiftly to get the money back out into the community to our nonprofits working on the front line. Now, both organizations, the CCF and the United Way, help so many area uh, towns, and you kind of uh, worked uh, in, in tangent on that in helping Greater Waterbury and the Litchfield Hills with fundraising and uh, many, many services. And in this way, you can both kind of blend that work together uh, and help. Uh, well, there's, there's so many spaces that are open during this COVID-19 response fund, things that, of this time that we never knew uh, perhaps could exist before. People are in need, organizations are in need, and it grows, you know, day by day. So uh, this is a terrific opportunity to to consider support 
uh, for all kinds of nonprofit organizations. And you're looking for, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, 501c3 nonprofits, uh, uh, groups uh, fiscally sponsored by 501c3, and other charitable organizations able to receive these, these contributions. Is this correct? targeting specifically with this fund, while we understand there are other needs, we are specifically targeting the frontline organizations and nonprofit organizations and the other types of organizations you mentioned uh, that are working on the front lines and meeting the specific direct needs of you know, individuals in the community. So that would, and basically we're doing that because we know that people want to work with trusted entities and those are the entities that already have the sort of bandwidth and capacity to uh, deliver those services. So we're working directly with them to understand what it is that they need, how they've had to pivot uh, to meet different needs than the ones that they were meeting three weeks ago. Um, and so those are the organizations that will be receiving the funds, and it's uh, organizations throughout the 22 towns that comprise the two the sort of overlapping geographies that the Community Foundation and the United Way serve. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, now, if, if I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Kristen. Oh, Tom, I was going to say, what, what, you know, one of the, um, the work we did weeks ago is really jumping in and working with our nonprofits to understand better what were the essential services out there, right? And so how are we going to help, help the most vulnerable populations in our community? I mean, we know that this, this virus, it's across everywhere, right? Hospitals, office, schools, homes. And I think the one thing it does, it reminds us of our most basic shared value and that we really do depend on each other for a healthy community. And so by working together and working through our nonprofits and very much looking um, at those essential services, both looking at some crisis response as well as other services in our community, that's what's bringing this all together. Uh, now, now, Kristen, I understand that the, the original distributions, first distributions for this fund, were made possible by uh, fifty fifty thousand dollars each from the CCF and the United Way GW. Yes, I have to. We, I think, we both feel so um, proud of our board of directors who jumped in, knowing that we needed such an immediate response that the both organizations um, committed financially to get this off the ground. And, and Lori, uh, the fund uh, needs continuing support uh, if we're to continue this this responding effort, right? Yes, absolutely. Very, I mean, so we're helpful. already seeing that just and the fund's only been up and running for about a week and a half. Um, we've already had over a half million dollar in dollars in requests. So it's, it's just a scope that's far beyond what we're able to fund right now. But there's going to be ongoing need. At this point, the fund we've we've gotten about one hundred and seventy thousand dollars total, including our contributions into the fund, also with other funders um, who are joining us. But we need support from all quarters uh, because the fund the the needs are not going to be just now or just this month, but throughout the both the period of the crisis and also the recovery period as people get back on their feet um, and get back to work. So we do encourage people, if you're if people are so inclined, to go to either of our websites, and that's connncf.org or unitedwaygw.org. It's very easy from there. You can make an online donation, and you can certainly also call us if you have questions about that um, to make an online donation into the fund of, of any size, really, because we need support. And as Kristen said, it's times like this that we realize that we need to come together to support our neighbors. And for those um, who are in a position to do so, I understand that many people are experiencing their own economic disruptions right now. But for those who feel like they can contribute, um, we would appreciate the support and the nonprofits who are serving the community would as well. Certainly so important. Thank you uh, for that, Julie. And Kristen, if I want to donate, is there, can I restrict my funding? Can I, uh, can I prioritize that, that donation? 
You know, right now we're really, because of the work we've been doing on the ground of understanding the needs in the community, understanding what the nonprofits are doing and what, what they need right now, we're, we're asking for unrestricted gifts mm-hmm. to the fund. Um, once again, we're moving swiftly to get the movie, the monies out there within the community. We're very much also, I think it's important to know that we're really working to complement the um, efforts of local officials. I think that's really, really important. I know I have to say really proud of our city of Waterbury and Mayor O'Leary for being um, working on this weeks and weeks and weeks ago to make sure the city was prepared. And that's what, once again, going back to that, us all working together to make this happen. Uh, Julie, is is there a fee uh, if I want to contribute to this fund, if I'm a donor? No, not at all. Um, both organizations have waived the fees, and you know, whichever, if you give through either organization, it all goes into the same pot. Um, we're doing this arm-in-arm arm, um, at, at all stages, and both receiving the funds and also in allocating the funds. But no, there's no fees charged on any of that. Um, there will be, you will see a... Um, credit card fee that we don't have any control over, um, which if, if somebody goes through to process a gift, you have the option to cover that fee. But other than that, the organizations themselves, we're not taking any fees. This COVID-19 response fund, folks, we're hearing about today here at WATR, uh, put together by the Connecticut Community Foundation and the United Way of, of Greater Waterbury. And uh, obviously, it's a, it's a very much needed and a very unique situation we are in. We do have Julie uh, Lochran and uh, Kristen Jacoby on the line here with us today. And there's so many questions I have. I know we're limited to uh, to time, obviously, but this, the COVID-19 response fund is uh, is going to go on, as you said, uh, somewhat indefinitely as, as responses are needed. Is that what I've understood? Yes, that's right. And, and we anticipate that it may change over the course of time, in both in terms of the resources we receive, but also the needs that we're meeting. So right now we're seeing a lot of immediate needs for for food and for ways to distribute food to people, particularly in the vulnerable populations, um, such as older adults, people experiencing homelessness. Um, but that may shift over time. Uh, and we are created in a way that's that's designed to be flexible and nimble so that as those needs shift, um, you know, it may be that in the months to come it looks different. And Kristen, I know that I found a great page at your, at your United Way uh, website, uh, unitedwaygw.org slash give slash COVID-19 response fund. I'm sure it's also at the CCF website. Very helpful. Yeah. Answers questions and gives some information. And uh, I guess they'll also allow you to give if you wish. Yes, very much so. Some organizations have already been helped. Yes? Yes. And I think I, I'm reaching for a, a list of some things that have already, here it is, that have already been done. You've helped uh, a number of community organizations already together with the CCF and the United Way. Like, you know, uh, uh, I see there's already people being helped, already nine or ten already being helped, like the Nogi YMCA and New Opportunities and and uh, Greater Waterbury YMCA, the Interfaith Ministries here in Waterbury, the Partnership for Children, Connecticut Partnership for Children, Catholic Charities, Caring for Bethlehem. So you are really trying to get this out to all around around us in various communities and various ways to help those needs. Yes. You know, Tom, I do want to say, too, is to um, just to say how amazing our local nonprofits are, that they've been working so hard in these unprecedented times to be create, have creative solutions to make sure that they are serving, you know, their 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 clients and their people um, still, you know, throughout all of this and being really creative um, to make sure that they're serving. You know, when you even look at with hunger, right, that we know that it's still existing in our community, our 
masks every day, that we know it's only that much more complicated by social distancing when you think of a you know, soup kitchen or a food bank, you know, how do you get that, those meals out to vulnerable populations? And one of our, our partners, um, Gwim, what they did was they changed the delivery process um, so they can continue on and make sure that, you know, they had deliveries that food was provided, provided. They had the right type of, like, meat things to put the food in so it was safe, you know, and keeping people fed and strong. I just think all of our nonprofits are looking at that, and I just think it just gives them a lot of credit because they're just so incredibly committed to our community. All these people on the front lines, it's, a, it's, a, it's just amazing what they do, as you said, Kristen, and what they continue to do for our community, for our kids, for our families, uh, for our loved ones, and, of course, in health care. My goodness, uh, there's so much going on. Uh, we just can't thank them all enough. And uh, thankfully, we've been so far here with a very, very, very limited staff able to stay live and local here at WATR uh, by being very careful and using, you know, social distancing and responsibility. Etc. So we are so pleased to be able to uh, be able to feature this, uh, Julie and, and Kristen. And in closing, um, I guess I'll start with Julie. Is, is there anything? I mean, there's a lot to encompass here, and I've shot some questions at you as as, uh, as, as well as I can. But if I've uh, if I've missed a point, I want to take this opportunity uh, to have you remind us or let us know what uh, what you might want us to know, Julie. I really think that the most important thing to know is that at a time like this, it's it's most critical that we come together and that we all do what we can to help meet the needs that are arising in the community. And as Kristen just sort of uh, walked through, I mean, the nonprofits themselves are stepping up under extraordinary circumstances. Uh, donors are stepping up under extraordinary circumstances. The healthcare workers, the news media, all of it, it's, it's really the time for all of us to choose to join together and it'll you know enable us to come through the crisis um, you know hopefully stronger in the end but at this point we really just do need the support of everyone to the extent that they're able to and, and with the means that they have absolutely and, and Kristen how about you I, you know, just to echo what Julie said, I mean, but I think that we're both really glad to be here in this time of need um, as organizations and be working collaboratively and to be able to share, you know, our valuable knowledge and the skills that really all together with our nonprofits and our local government, you know, really make that difference um, to, this, to the response and to the crisis. And so I'm just grateful to be part of this community. I'm grateful to work with the my staff and my team and the Connecticut Community Foundation team and all the nonprofit because it really is it really is truly making a difference uh, it, it's been our pleasure to have you here i know that uh, because of the situation we're in we're just doing phone interviews and not doing uh, in-person interviews but thank you both for taking part uh, julie and Kristen. we sure appreciate that and folks you can uh, find out more uh, continuing to find out more or request support at unitedwaygw.org or or concfconncf.org uh, with our friends from the connecticut community foundation and the United Way of Greater Waterbury. Thank you both for being with us today here at WATR and a great idea. And I commend you and your boards uh, for for doing this and acting so quickly. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank Thank you you both. Thanks a lot. You have a great day and keep up the good work. Thank you, Tom, Kristen, and Julie for that insightful conversation. You know, one of the questions that I get all of the time is when I support the United Way of Greater Waterbury, where is that money going? How are those dollars being used in affecting my community? This is a great example of how United Way has their fingers on the pulse in our community and has the partners and resources in place 
to not only help our community on a day-to-day basis, but can respond quickly with the best, brightest, and most resourceful partners in our community to meet the needs in a crisis like the one we're facing right now. You can learn more about how to support the fund or request support if you are a qualified organization at unitedwaygw.org. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time on The Way Forward. It's a hand up, it's not a hand out. It's a hand up, it's not a hand out. So lift your voice up and let me hear you shout. Lift your voice up and let me hear you shout.